we got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the field. It go down. It go down in the field. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Doctors of Running Virtual Roundtable, where Matt and I tonight, no David, uh, no DJ, he just got done racing a, a wicked trail race, uh, so he's not with us tonight, um, but he did awesome. It was his first big trail race, and if you go on his Strava, um, just check out mile 9 to 10 and just imagine what that would be like, so... Um, yeah super gross, but he crushed it. And it was, it was fun to, fun to cheer him on. But today is uh, razor day. We are going to talk about six different razors and try to make sense of what Skechers is doing with the razor line. Talk about what we think works, talk about what we think didn't work. Um, we have most of them with us today, minus one of them, which is the razor plus. We don't have our hands on them right now. Um, but this episode is not sponsored by anybody, but if it was, it would be sponsored by the Dollar Shave Club as well as Gillette. Uh, so I've never actually used the Dollar Shave Club. I just have like a beard trimmer that I use. That's all. That's a joke for those of you wondering that I, I shaved right before this for the review. <laughs> we thought that would be funny, but yeah, no sponsor. My, my petition was that Matt would shave during the razor, but no one needs we missed an opportunity. We missed an opportunity. They don't Foiled. need to see the 15 minutes where I shave different parts off and I go, how would I look with this? How would I look with that? And then Regina cries in the background going, please shave all of it off. Please stop doing this. And Regina's his fiance. So yes. for those of you who don't know, She's when you, are you guys have a, do you guys have a date set for your yeah. wedding? June 27th. We are for sure. June 27th. No more moving it. Right. It's moved three times, two times for COVID. So Excited going to be a smaller event, but we're happy to be able to do it now in person. So really excited. Yeah. Really excited for you guys. Okay. So we're not exactly sure how this is going to shake out, but our goal is that by the end, we give at least a little take of what is this shoe best for? And um, again, our hot takes a little bit on what we think worked and what we think didn't. And we both may have some similar opinions and some that are a little bit different. So let's start with the, the original, the Razor 3. Uh, this, this shoe, we're going to give uh, a little bit of specs for each one, just weight and stack heights. What's interesting about this is we're going to use all of the specs that Skechers provided to us when they gave these shoes to us for review, um, which all of these were provided for us for review from them. Uh, we're going to give their specs, but I have my scale next to me. I've already weighed the ones that I have left in there's a lot of inconsistencies between what we're seeing here, both above and below. Sometimes my scale says it's more and sometimes less. So anyway, the original Razor 3 was the first Razor to 
sport hyperburst. And I think many would argue that it's the best uh, result of hyperburst that's been seen in a running shoe. People have loved this shoe for training, for speed days, for racing. It's very versatile in that way. It's got a, a wild amount of cushion for what's there. It comes in super light, 6.4 ounces. Stack is 24 millimeters in the heel, 20 in the forefoot. It's got a pretty solid rocker shape to it where if you set it down on a table, basically there's just one little point that's touching the table. Uh, but that's the original Razor 3. I think the biggest thing that's borne out with it is the durability of the outsole where it either goes away really quickly or just pulls off. Um, and we'll get into that later, but Matt, what is, what was your original experience with the razor three? So I, I'm very familiar with the razor three for multiple iterations. Uh, I no longer have my original pairs because I destroyed them. You should uh, pull that down. You should pull it down and, and show us. Cause so uh, maybe Kurt's going to get mad at me, but it's okay. It's one of the original designs of the razor. And I was super excited when I got this and I have to say that it, Went through several iterations. For those of you who don't know, uh, we can thank Jameson Michael now for having this colorway on a razor, right? So, which is called the Razor Cloak. So, shout out to Jamie Reviews on that one. But it was a very interesting shoe, and the amount of cushioning available for the weight was absolutely incredible. And I still remember my first experience with the actual razor was when it was sent to me, and I really started training in it after the LA Marathon in 2019, where that that I just started like building my mileage back up after that race. And I was training full time in that shoe. And it was amazing to have that much cushion in that light of a ride. But obviously with the durability with me who, uh, destroys shoes, destroys shoes that, yeah, I would, I shredded through the outsole, uh, within probably hundred miles or so. So, Luckily, you can find them fairly cheap, and I was able to get a couple pairs and, and run through them. But it was a good shoe; it just durability wasn't wasn't awesome. But fit was like a combination of almost like performance racer esque. But I could still there's enough cushion to train it, which is very rare for a shoe that light. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I didn't get myself in the Razor Three until after the Razor Plus mm -hmm. came out. So I I kind of had a flipped experience of what was my first, but uh, the I think you're right about the upper two, just kind of reinforcing that it's, it's a mesh upper that doesn't have really any stretch to it. And so the laces allowed you to lock it down really, really well. The heel held pretty good, but there wasn't like stretch in the toe box. It just felt locked in and loaded. Some people just found that there wasn't any accommodation capacity for people who had wider feet. The toe box uh, was definitely, definitely tapered a little bit. So the first couple of runs, you would notice that like I noticed it on my fourth toe pushing in and pinky. But that would usually go away. But people that had wider feet, you're right. That it was a little bit of a challenge. Yeah. Which and is, it hits. Yeah. From a Skechers shoe, because Skechers used to be known to have wider shoes. And then they've definitely taken a more performance-oriented turn the last couple of years where they kind of snug things up a little bit. That'll just yeah. differ depending on person. Right. And what we'll, what we'll do today, um, that I think that in a lot of ways, the Razor 3 was the gold standard of razors. Now that we have six yeah. of them, <laughs> six of them. And so uh, one of the questions that we've joked about uh, as a team is, is Skechers brilliant for doing all, all of these razors because of how successful the Razor 3 was, right? I think it won um, Runner's World, Editor's Choice. And um, it's just, it's been a wonderful shoe for so many people. Are they brilliant for just making a ton of different razors or is it starting to get redundant? Uh, and 
I, yeah, we're, we're going to talk about that. There's some where I think it yeah. goes into both, both directions. So, yeah. all right. So that's the Razor 3. Let's, let's jump into the Razor Plus and talk about, uh, I think we have to talk about that almost in conjunction with the Razor Elite. Uh, because of how they decided to release them. What they what they did is they released the Razer Plus as an update to the Razer 3, primarily as what they called an upper update only, uh, as a training companion for the Razer Elite. So when we go from Razer 3 to Razer Plus, the main thing that changes from that mono mesh non-stretch upper to a, I think it's a polyester and mono mesh uh, hybrid, which had some stretch to it, that said, it fit a lot snugger initially in the toe box, but it would stretch to your foot, like pretty stretchy. The upper right. was pretty stretchy. Um, it came in at the same weight, 6.4 ounces. Skechers gave us a stack height of 27 millimeters and 23, which is three millimeters more than uh, the, the original Razor 3. But it, it seems pretty much the exact same with just an upper difference and on the inside of the outsole, actually, do you want to pull your prototype back out? Because it probably doesn't, does it have the outsole there? Oh, it has an outsole. So that's actually different than what they released with the Razor. Um, but they, for the original Razor, they got they did not have this medial outsole, but in the Plus, they, they added it back in. And so what we found with the Razor Plus is that you had a different upper experience where it was more snug but stretchy. But the ride felt slightly firmer, slightly more stable because of the outsole addition on that medial side. And they upgraded to Goodyear rubber at that point too. So what do you have to add about the Razor Plus? Yeah, it's definitely, it was, I know it was supposed to be an upper update, but the shoe felt different from the original, not in a bad way, just felt a little bit softer than the original to me personally the upper was more accommodating later on but definitely felt far more snug so that was kind of a little bit like what what is this at first even though it's supposed to be it was supposed to be a trainer version to this shoe which is is lighter and a much more minimal upper it for me i think despite the the outsole it was a little less stable than the original uh, Razor 3. I, and I don't have a very good reason for that because everything that was shown should have made it more stable, but just my mechanics, even at the time when we had that, I had the original, the version three, and it just wasn't, they, they, there were some soul difference, differences, not bad necessarily, just the original, the th version three worked a little bit better for my mechanics. And the three plus in my mind was going to work better for people that wanted a little more stretch in the upper, but still had probably normal to narrow width feet. Yeah. Yeah, it felt a little bit more like, hey, this is a shoe that I'm definitely going to use more for workouts, maybe a race, but I had different shoes that I prefer racing in like the, the Speed Elite. But it just it was a very it was very different from the hyper the, the hyper three, even though it was supposed to be just an upper update. Yeah, it felt it's funny. You kind of had opposite experience yeah. with me then with with pretty much everything. I thought it felt yeah. a little bit firmer. I thought that it was a little bit more stable. And, and then because it was firmer and the upper felt more snug i was like i can't go for a, like a jog in this i felt or like a a slow recovery run right. or jog whereas in the three i felt like i could do anything like i could i could go out and just recover for a day and enjoy the three where the three that where the razor plus felt so locked in that i had to go because like the the upper for me because i have slightly more narrow feet hmm. on the original three felt like it was big enough and it would just it was a no don't think about it upper 
and it held my foot really secure. Whereas the plus was so snug that I couldn't forget that it was there unless I was like pushing. And, and then when the workout was so hard that I forgot about the upper. I, so I for me, agree on that, that that's, it was snug enough for like, this is, this is a workout shoe, not as yes. essential at the moment, which I think this, in terms of a training shoe, this kind of takes the cake and we'll talk that about that in a second, but right. totally agree on that. Interesting though, we've had the different experiences on the stability and uh, firmness, but yes, that's why we have multiple reviewers because people, we have yes. different feet. We all experience thermometer differently and yep. that's, that's pretty cool. Uh, the, I was going to, I had one other thing I was going to add in, but probably isn't that important. But when we look at the, the and they call it, that's funny. That's what I was going to say. It's funny. They called it a training companion to the Razor Elite because it still felt like a workout shoe, not so much a trainer. And in a way for me, the Razor Plus update was a miss. I, I really liked what they had going with the three and we'll talk about where I think they hit later. Um, but Razor Elite, let's, so we're looking at 6.4 ounces for the Razor 3, Razor Plus. Right. The, this ha- the Elite has two things that are different. One is a whole new upper. It's the mono mesh upper that's found in the Speed Elite. And they also ha- put in a propulsion plate just through the forefoot. I would argue a very flexible forefoot plate. This yeah, you can see where Matt's little bit so it's still a little bit it's enough but there is something there when and you notice it most when you're i at anything below 5k pace i noticed it that's what i was gonna say like none of us could really feel the plate until you were like flying right you know if you weren't if you weren't pushing to your max uh you probably weren't getting much out of the benefit from the razor elite um from that propulsion plate unless you're putting a lot into it Probably, are there any other uh, of those plated shoes, whether forefoot plates or for full plates, that you feel like you don't feel it until you're really pushing? Or do you feel like this is the only one that sits in that category? I feel like this is the only one that I can think of off the top of my mind right now. Like the Speed Elite, for example, is very aggressive and you can feel it just walking around. Yeah. Most of the other... Endorphin Pro, you can feel it the whole time. Definitely, you can feel it the whole time maybe the Metaspeed Sky? Maybe? Yeah. Uh, yeah, mm, maybe not. Mm, no, that was, I have it right here. Yeah. It, it's a rock. This thing's oh, not, I, I not thought you moving. Meant, like, uh, no, like, yeah. Oh, I, I thought you meant like when you're running. Yeah, and when you're running, I do. Yeah. I guess that's true. Okay. Yeah, so the, I can definitely feel the Metaspeed Sky plate, but I, can't, I don't notice it as much when I'm jogging in it like this. Okay. Jog warm up in it. I didn't feel it. I was like, this is a razor. This is a lighter, a razor with a lighter upper. But when I was starting to do fast stuff, I was like, Oh, okay. That's where I feel it kick in. Whereas the medicine guy is very much like, I don't feel it as a little bit when I'm jogging, but when I push the pace and I'm like, okay, that's a plate. I think the other one for me that gets, it's very different uh, than the elite, but I think that the deviate nitro elite from Puma Hmm. is the most flexible plate that I've been able to run in. Um, plate yeah, plus foam foam yeah. combination and and i did find that as you go faster i felt like i got more out of it Agreed. um it's which is kind of nice i think uh where in in the in that shoe that you're holding the razor elite i felt like the plate did nothing until you were really flying whereas i think with the nitro elite even at slower paces i could feel it there um but then at faster paces it really kicked in so i, I think that's yeah. For me, the most akin one, but I think that the plate was just so flexible in there that someone like me 
who doesn't really run race five K's. And when I do, it's not that fast. Um, I didn't really get much out of that shoe at all. Um, and I think we kind of said that in our review that this was really for those people who really want to fly and who are really trying to get down. Cause 5.8 ounces is low, but it's yep. got a lot of cushion for you. There is yeah. even some measure that that weight actually might be lower as we, we talked about a second ago, I weighed my size 10 and it was 5.8 ounces. So the size nine, maybe even lighter than that. But again, it's again, a lot of that comes from how light the upper is stack height's not that much different from the plus if I remember correctly. Right. Yeah. It's listed the same. So, yeah. so again, very much a 5k or less racing shoe for those people that still want some cushion because there is plenty of cushion here, but you're going to engage that plate when you really start pulling the pace down. So anything below 5k pace, I started kicking this in or felt it kick in. Yeah. So. Um, so this is where I think that Skechers hit for me a little bit in terms of updating the original Razor 3, which I think was great. And it was the mini release, again, that we can give thanks to Jameson Michael for, for basically campaigning for that, but it's the cloak. Uh, and, it, and it has the same mono mesh upper. It comes in at 7.1 ounces, so it gains a little bit of weight. Maybe it's a little bit of the design of the upper, these zebra stripes, uh, are a little bit thicker. And so maybe that's for some, and then Goodyear rubber and the extra panel compared to the three. So for me, this is back to, I can take this out for my recovery runs, but it's so light and bouncy and cushion that I can, I can really do pretty much anything in this that I want from a speed standpoint. Um, and, and even distance, like I can, I can take this 15 miles and for me, it feels more protective than taking the Forever Floor at Energy 15 miles, which I love that shoe, but it seems to die for me about at about an hour um, of running. So I just, I, this is a great update for me, which is really just the outsole and some cool looking upper and flashy changing color that I love the, you know, the zebra stripes, but my, my friend just got a pair. Uh, and his wife, he opened the box. It's like, wow, that's probably the ugliest pair of shoes you've ever gotten. So <laughs> beauty is in the eye of the beholder, I suppose. I like them, but that's, I'm a big, when I need to like feel carefree, I'm just like, I'm, and I, I don't want to have to care what other people think about me. I'll just put these on and that helps. I wanted to say early on that the reason we're including all six of these is because they are all still available for people to buy as of. April 25th, 2021. So including the Razor 3 from the Skechers website. We confirmed that, that the, it's still on the Skechers website and there's, there's a lot of availability still on the original version. Yep. So still all available. Yep. So you did not get to run in the cloak, correct? Because you did, did the Speed 6 cloak. I had the Speed 6 cloak, which uh, was a great update from the Speed 6 just because the, uh, it really fixed all the upper issues that we had originally and then maintained everything that they did want to like about the Speed 6. I know we're not talking about it, but did they change the heel counter for the cloak? Yeah, you know what? They did. I did not have the yeah. same heel counter issues. Uh, was able to race without socks in it and did not have any problem like the original. And David was Mr. Bloody Heel with those big time, I remember. And I was the one so. who it was so rough. I had to take, they were so tight. I took them off and ran home barefoot and ended up with blisters that lasted. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's so bad. But we so lost blood on that shoe, but that's okay. 
<laughs> so believe it or not, yeah. we still have more razors to talk about. Uh, the next one is the razor XS, which just dropped this year. Uh, and it's the idea of the excess is that it has an excess amount of hyperburst, uh, a little bit more stack. So it's 30 millimeters in the heel, 26 in the forefoot, still only weighing 7.5 ounces. It's got the mono mesh upper. Matt and I have very different, I don't know, very different, but definitely different opinions on the shoe in terms of what worked for us personally. Um, probably similar similar analysis of the shoe itself, but um, Matt, what do you what do you got? I'll let you go first. This is actually one of my favorite razors, so I think we're going to be very opposed on this one. So it was nice because I found it. Very, it was a, initially a little stiff, so there was definitely some rebound to the sole. It almost felt like it had a plate, but it didn't. There was still flexibility to it. It is there's enough sole here that the rocker takes much more of an effect, and for me personally. I found it one of the most stable razors. I've heard other people have different opinions on that. And there's also some kind of sidewall design here that helped with that. But I feel like this is kind of the shoe that I always wanted the razor to be just because I like lightweight trainers. I, you know, I, I really like the Kinvara. Those shoes that are in that seven and a half to eight ounce range usually work very well for me that still have enough cushion for me to keep going. So I personally liked it done workouts in this shoe, done many an easy run, long runs, did not have any trouble other than having it be a little bit more snug. So I'd say those looking to do like a road marathon or road ultra, this actually might be a really good option just based on a little bit more performance fit. So I personally really liked this razor and this may be one of my favorite razors. Show your outsole. Well, I have to get my left side. Oh, your left side. Yeah, this is the right side, the left side. You don't have the left one. Yeah, I, it's in the it's in the closet. I have to go get it. You should get it. Should I go I'll get start talking. Yeah, right, start yeah. talking. I'll go grab it. Yeah. So he should be able to hear me throughout this. And I actually agree with how it felt for him. I just felt like the. Uh, I mean, first, the the biggest thing that I felt was it just was very firm. Like I didn't feel like I got any of the um, hyperburst fun in this shoe in comparison to what you get in the three, it felt more firm. And he said stiff. Uh, oh, here it is. Let's take a break. Look at his outsole. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Same old, it looks familiar. Like so sketchers every improve. Shoe. Yeah. Improve your glue. <laughs> yeah. How many miles did it take to do that? Less than 50, right? Yeah, it was less than 50. It might've been less than 30 and I just keep kept going on it. Yeah. But that's so funny. That's with, with a lot of Skechers shoes with how rough I am on outsoles, I will shred through it and start eating up hyper. But I agree with you, by the way, that I didn't get as much of the soft hyper feel. This was much firmer, even though they say much firmer. you can change the durometer, but I tend to like firmer shoes. So that, that works for me, but other people who like the softer hyper, this is not going to be what you expect. It's different. Yeah. I just felt like the shoe has a little bit of an identity crisis for what, maybe it's for what my expectations were hmm. when I, when they made a, 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 a quote unquote maximalist razor, I expected them to gear it towards training, but then they put this, the, their race upper on it where it's super, it's the mono mesh, super thin. You can right. see through it. Um, and then, but at the same time, and I know you talked about it's a performance fit, but at the same time, compared to the razor, the toe box is wider, especially in the early toe box. And there's a little bit less of a taper. So I felt like there was more room, which I was, which I would expect, but then they put this really thin mono mesh instead of like a more comfortable 
like a more comfortable upper that could, you know, hang out for, for long runs with ease. Um, so I just felt like I was confused running in the shoe a bit where, and maybe that's just because I'm comparing it to the razor three, but what I was hoping for was something a little bit more comfort oriented than like race speed oriented. And it was just so firm and like for a shoe that doesn't have a plate, this is pretty stiff through the forefoot. So you got to like the four millimeter drop with a rocker where for me, I'm not a huge, I, I would prefer six and above just like with how my mechanics work and what I, what I prefer. Um, and so having a four millimeter drop that's so stiff that it doesn't really accommodate to what my foot wants to do as much as some others, I just couldn't find my groove in it. And I felt like even though it was only 7.5 ounces, it wanted me to run fast because of how the upper was constructed, but then it just like, I just couldn't feel it. I couldn't get it going. So there's some personal preference in there. I think related to the drop plus, you know, geometry, they call it their hyper arc, uh, instead of the M strike, which we tried to clarify, but we couldn't get much. I think that they're keeping that a little close to the chest, um, from a design standpoint, which is fine. But, uh, yeah, it, Again, it was hard for me to really get on with this shoe in comparison to why would I choose this over the the three, the original? And I couldn't find that for me. Um, which, but like you said, for people wanting to, I think taking me out of it, I think having the protection underneath you, I think you hit it where this could be a great option for a non-plated racing marathon, ultra marathon shoe, road shoe. Uh, pretty, pretty solid option. I think the other thing that's going to sound very weird, but is a definitely a thing of mine is I have a hesitate. I hesitate to train in lightweight shoes just because I like being able to, I like lightweight trainers, but those like six ounce shoes that we're starting to see that have a ton of cushioning. I, I hesitate to train in those because I really like being able to take that shoe off, take a heavier shoe off, even if it's an only an ounce heavier and put on a racing shoe. That's just a little bit lighter. So I feel a little bit lighter on race day. So I think totally. that was my hesitancy going back and training it. Some people are, and some people are not going to be weird like me on that, but I think that's why I liked the, and I still like the excess is because it feels a little bit more like that lightweight trainer rather than the, this is so light. I feel like I'm, it's too light. Kind of, even though the height, the razor three has plenty of cushioning and sometimes more cushioning than maybe some trainers out there. I just like the excess kind of, cause it fits into my, how I categorize trainer versus racing shoe which we're starting to see that line blend like crazy right now. But that's, I think, the other reason I like this. I can feel, I can train in this and not feel guilty if that makes sense. Totally. No, and I think that's a, that's a feels, phenomenal point. It feels even, I feel dumber even saying that out loud, but it's just a personal thing where I just like having like, I'll, I trained full-time in the Kinvara for years. This felt like, oh, this is just a little more cushion. I like it. It's a little bit more set up, but for people that like the razor and the razor, like the razor three, it's, it might be a little off putting. It might not be what you're expecting or initially want, but you have to try it. Yeah. And I think a lot of people will like it. Yeah. Um, how would you feel if they put like a, a more like just a normal mesh upper on the excess? I I'd be totally fine with that. Honestly, I think that would help differentiate. I think, like you said, it's like confusing in terms of, is this a race shoe? Is this a trainer? Is this the companion that I'm looking for to the Razor Elite? I think if they did that, it would have differentiated just a little bit more. And they could do an alternative upper on this. Whereas, like I said, my first thought when I, the first couple runs, I'm like, I would race a half marathon in this where it's not, it's stiff enough and efficient enough that I'd be great. Or did I say half marathon? You said half marathon. Let me clarify. 
I would race ultra marathon road events in this shoe because of the rocker, because of the cushion, because it's not so stiff like a plate, but it's still stiff enough to be efficient. This is a shoe mm -hmm. I'm for that purpose. But I think if they want to make it more the trainer razor, they're going to, like you said, they're going to have to maybe modify this upper a little bit. Yeah. A little bit less racy, a little bit more like, Hey, you're going to be okay. Yeah. And I, I just have to reiterate, I think, it's it's interesting how we experience the shoe the same, like the way that you described the feel of the shoe was how I felt mm -hmm. in it too. It just didn't work for me for a trainer. Um, like I would go, I would rather even add on an ounce and a half and have something a little bit more comfortable for tr just normal training right. than be a little bit lighter with more of that kind of race upper, but it's, it's fascinating. Um, and, and again, I think the drop ratio for me just, it, with with the new geometry just didn't work as well for me um and i find because you and i both also prefer slightly firmer shoes in general right. um we both have had problems with some very beloved shoes like the triumph or yeah yeah like the triumph um from saucony which we like it but we can't do a lot in it because it's just too soft for us um whereas this one just was too firm for my foot like i i was getting a lot of uh, irritation to my plantar fascia when I would run in it. So, whereas um, I had the exact opposite, it's interesting. I had the exact opposite experience. I'd be very curious yeah. why. But that, again, that's why I'm going to emphasize again please pay attention. Each one of us, Nathan, Daniel, I just called him Daniel, Nathan, David, and I. Oh gosh, I hope we can edit that out. He's going to hear it. M Bach, all of us have different feet. So, if you find that our reviews seem to, to focus more, like sound similar to what you your feet and your mechanics focusing on that individual. And that's why we like having a variety of people because we're all different and we it, yeah. respond well, to different shoes. Yeah. Cool. And we're on the final razor. This is our first time talking about this publicly. I don't think we've, we have not released our review yet. We've started, it's been partially written, uh, but this is our first time talking about the razor TRL razor trail. Um, it's their attempt to, to take the razor and everything you love about it and get, put it in a package that can handle some trail comes in at eight ounces and the stacks that they gave us, um, which we should get some calipers. We should get some calipers. Um, <laughs> but they're, they're giving us 32 in the heel, 28 in the forefoot, which if you've been paying attention, that's higher than the razor excess. Um, maybe they're including the little lugs on the bottom of the outsole. Not sure. But well, maybe, I don't know. Maybe. What do we, maybe it's interesting. So a little bit more would, stack, a little bit more explain, cushion. That would explain some things about some of the things that we're about ready to say, but. Yeah. So this was the one, and I hope nobody gets too mad at me for saying this, but this is what I think. This was the one that made me really think like, is Skechers brilliant or are they lazy in creating this shoe? Um, because, because it's so, it's just like throwing on some, like a thicker outsole with some lugs and giving like a toe protector and then calling it a trail shoe. Um, and we'll talk about what, maybe what worked in that and what, what didn't, uh, but Matt, I'll stop talking before I say too many stupid things. Why don't, why don't you go? I, I really wanted to like this shoe. There's a lot of really good potential here. The outsole is more durable than other Skechers have been so far. Yes, I did tear through this, but at least I didn't shred the outsole as much. I am killing the nubs because I've used this for too much road. 
The upper is extremely comfortable with one exception where if it was, if not for this toe guard, I would, this would be the most comfortable upper of any of the Skechers razors where I could wear this sockless and not have any problem. Just even with socks, this toe guard was very uncomfortable and made the shoe feel short and definitely took me several runs to break in where I didn't feel this as much. So definitely, even though everything else in the upper is very comfortable, midfoot is is fairly is fairly secure with some of the overlays. This toe guard caused some problems, and unfortunately, it it does almost feel like there's more stack height than the normal razor. Where on the road, this shoe feels fine, but taking it on trail, it's just not stable. the The midsole is very soft. the The grip is not maybe as optimal as we would like unless you're running on well-groomed trails. So I actually found this to be very unstable and I've only been able to do short mile, like maybe six to seven mile runs. And even then uh, I, this is, I run like 80 plus mi- 70 to 80 miles on a weekly basis. I was starting to fatigue at six to seven miles in this shoe. So just somebody who likes the razor and has very stable mechanics is going to do really well in this shoe, but people who are expecting a true trail shoe, I don't think this hit the mark. I think David did the best job of describing this as an all-terrain razor. Yes, you're going to chew through the lugs really quick on the road, but at least you'll be able to transition a little bit better on a trail than, say, the road razor. Yes, <laughs> I've, I very much agree. Um, anything technical, this is not the route you, that you want to go. Um, because the, you know, maybe they made more changes than we're giving them credit for here. But when you look at the, the shaping of where the ground contact is, it's really not much, if any at all, wider uh, through the midfoot than what you find in the Razor or the Razor XS <clears throat> or the Razor Elite or the Razor Cloak or the Razor Plus. Uh, it's really the same that as all of those. And so I've taken these on a couple different things. I was actually um, going through the Smoky Mountains and I brought this shoe along and I went out in it and I rolled my ankle a lot, um, on the technical terrain, like so much that I had to like really, like really, really, really slow myself down. And then when I had my other pair of shoes on, I had zero problems at all. And I think a big part is that the base of this, of this is no wider. So you have no stability built for the medial lateral stability. This is a shoe that, again, I, I agree, it's an all-terrain shoe. It's meant for groom trails or crushed gravel or just like packed dirt that don't have any rocks or roots around or minimal. And it's a shoe that can obviously go fast. It's still, you know, only eight ounces and it's got that pop from the hyperburst that, that people like. So it still has some of that, you know, go a little bit quicker if you want to run fast, but it's just not made for technical terrain. And maybe that wasn't their goal. But if for people who are looking for a shoe that for some more technical stuff, this is not what I would personally recommend. Um, there's a lot more options that have a wider base, maybe have uh, a little bit more s- stiffness that are built in through like a rock plate or, or something. Um, the, the, I think it's the speed PRL that they have does have like an H plate, which acts both as a plate and a rock plate. So that one does well. This despite the cushioning does not have a plate. It is a stiffer shoe. So the, this, and the excess feel like the most rockered razors because the sole is stiffer. However, I have definitely hit some rocks and this does bottom out where I've had some rocks go directly into my foot. I'm like, Ooh, am I going to feel that tomorrow? Fortunately, I didn't. It was definitely a little bit sore, but there is no rock plate. It's just soft cushion. If you are going hard downhill, you'll feel the rocks. The sole will compress enough. 
So again, yeah. those people who may be gay, maybe say, hey, I'm going to w- run a cross-country race, but I don't want a minimal cross-country shoe. This might be a good option. Those people running, like like Nathan said, the crushed gravel, well-groomed trails, and want to do have a lighter shoe to maybe do workouts or just like a light shoe in general, another great option. But for technical terrain... Not something I would I would suggest. I would suggest the Speed TRL, and I have used that on technical terrain. And it has done very well. Better proprioception, firmer, more stable, better protection. And I've definitely bombed hills on that and had no trouble. So, yeah, definitely basically an all-terrain razor. I, I agree. I agree with you on the Speed TRL being a lot better from a stability standpoint. You've, you've done – you raced up Baldy in that too, right? Yeah, I did the Mount Baldy run to the top in that shoe. Yeah. Um, from a, there, there's some things that I do hope if, if they keep going with this like razor TRL, cause I think it has a lot of potential for like a true, a true, true, um, training trail shoe. I think if they, one of the things, obviously if they widen this base that it's on and maybe get some more, uh, sustenance, uh, substance to the outsole, but things that I, I really loved the upper two. I just want to reinforce that as well. The reinforcements through the midfoot did stabilize my foot well on the platform. I had no issues with the toe prote- the toe guard. They call it toe protect, which it was really helpful to have because if you see the for those who are watching um, some of the rocks that I was running out really like took out some of the hyperburst in the toe. And if I didn't have that, I think I would have come home with some issues um, in my toes. So. I think that there's a lot of this upper that I really appreciated and hope that they, they carry that through. Um, and if they're just looking for, I mean, if Skechers did what they want with this shoe, they should be happy about it. Something that can do non-technical trail, or like you said, if you want to do some cross country stuff, but not have to be in a spike or whatever, this could, this could be that option. So yeah, there's our thoughts on the, on the, on the TRL. And then the razor and razors, razors for everyone. So I feel like people will know the answer, but if you could pick one rate, if you could only keep one razor, which one did you keep? That's a hard battle between the razor excess and then the razor three. And I think the excess, like for the reasons that I mentioned, I think takes the cake on that one. So it'd probably Mine be is- excess. Yeah. And mine is the razor cloak, which is basically the razor three, which so, I haven't gotten to try. So that might change my mind. We'll have to see. Based on what you like, it sounds like based on what you like about the, about the excess, you'd probably stick, stick there. It's a good shoe. And I think it could win me over with a new upper and maybe, I don't know. I would love to see them put, a, putting this in the six millimeter drop. Basically what I want, Basically what I want is, is this geometry with the um, max road for hyperburst and this outsole and not the pods. So make it a little bit, just a little bit softer, a little bit higher drop, less of a crazy heel bevel in the max road and put this, put this bubble in there. That's really what I want, but that's not what we're talking about. So maybe you're listening. I mean, I like the excess the way it is, but other than the, maybe modify the upper, but that's true. Uh, listen to what the people, what you got to give the people what they want. So you have to figure out what the people want. Yeah. Um, anything else that you want to add on any of these razors at all? Not necessarily. 
I think it is interesting to see that diversity. And it's probably another conversation for another time, but it's interesting to see that they've diversified that profile enough. And I must, it, people really like that version three. So to have to go that far, it must be a successful shoe. It just is the question of, are they, is it, are they trying to go on that success or do they need a little bit more variety? And that's always hard with marketing. So, and that's not our area of expertise where we're learning about the little bit, but yeah. No. No, they, they have a great shoe in the Razor, and it's been really fun to, to try all the different iterations of it, for sure. So Matt's on the move. And he left his mic, I think, because I can't hear him at all. <laughs> but that's pretty much all we have anyway, so it doesn't even matter if he can come back. This was great to uh, talk about Razors with everybody. And if you want to check out most of our reviews for these shoes are up on doctorsofrunning.com. So you can check those out. Uh, and we also have our podcast. If you haven't been following us that way, we're going to keep uh, updating the podcast. We had a little bit of a lag in there uh, of recording with some stuff going on in our own lives, but we should be getting pretty much a weekly episode up for the podcast. And we find that a really nice way for these longer episodes as a way to listen versus having to sit in front of the screen, but this you can just have on in your car or on the run or whatever. So feel free to check that out. We're on all major platforms for podcasting. And other than that, the usual, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, et cetera, et cetera. Thanks for hanging out. Let us know maybe what your favorite razor is. We'd love to hear it.